just try to make it so funny or try to make it like so yeah. or like with shows like more grown-up shows the first one will be like funny and pretty clean and then like the second third seasons i feel like they try to make it like dirtier just to like yeah get more of like i don't know the shock <laughs> yeah. factor or like they have to, to try, try to be more funny yeah the well the the stakes are higher i feel like or the second and third because yeah. the first one's like you don't know but if, once it's a hit you're like okay we can do another hit because yeah. we're a hit and then anyways and then it always fails so stop doing that guys <laughs> anyways let's get into this episode today i am going to be kind of interviewing it's an interview but, oh. but mostly laura will just be telling us her birth story with her baby how about you tell us your baby's name and whether you had a boy or a girl okay I had a girl. Yay. <laughs> Her name is Indy Mercedes, and she was 8 pounds, 13 ounces, <laughs> bigger than I was expecting. Even though, like, that's not that big of a baby. Like, it's <laughs> I think that's than I was pretty expecting. big baby to everyone. Well, it but is. in our family, it's, like, not that big. Yeah, it's just, like, not that big, yeah, around people I know. I don't know if we've said this before on the podcast, but I was 10, 4 at birth. 10 pounds, 4 ounces. How much did you weigh? 8, 2. Okay. Wow. Yeah. See, to me, like, 8, 2, that's so small compared to, like, how big I was. And then Arlo was 9, 14, and Ailey was 8, 6. So, like, those are, like, I don't know. That's what I was like, because you had babies smaller than you. Yeah. I was expecting I'm going to have a baby close to what I am, was. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, when it was, like, almost... Close to what I am. A whole... Well, like, I guess 10 ounce, 11 ounces more. Yeah. I was just like, whoa. I was thinking afterwards that 813 sounds like a big baby in the, I guess, average of babies' weights. But, like... And people might be afraid to have, like, big babies. But it's like, don't be afraid, you know? Because your body's literally made to do it. Yeah. Any size, mm-hmm. I feel like. So, cause like, well, especially when you know that we were like on the bigger side, um, I don't know what, what is the average baby? I think like it's seven something. I think so. So I was definitely on the bigger side. (laughs) By (laughs) pounds. You were a little bit on the bigger side. So it's like, you just know that your body can handle that. Um, I think that if you have like gestational diabetes and you have a really big baby, that might be a different thing. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, your body can totally do it. So my due date was July 15th and my whole pregnancy besides the very first beginning stages of like week six to week 16 I was sick those 10 weeks I was sick but other than that I had like a really good pregnancy and I never got to the stage of feeling like ready to have the baby and like man I want this baby out like towards the end and like physically you didn't feel physically done. even mentally oh really I was like I was still kind of like is there really a baby in here like obviously I knew <laughs> but like I just it's still like it didn't seem like it was ever gonna happen I kept forgetting you were pregnant you'd walk into a room and I'd see your belly and I'd be like oh yeah she's pregnant because like your arms and legs and face like nothing really changed except your belly yeah and I was like there it is. Like, she really is pregnant. <laughs> I turn around, boom. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I remember Daniel saying, like, from behind, he's like, whoa, like, you do not even look pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, turn around. <laughs> totally. 
So my due date came around and still no baby, but it was like totally fine because I didn't feel like ready. Mm-hmm. And then a week went by and I was like, dude, I still feel good. Like it's 41 weeks now. And like, I don't know, I was doing normal things. We were like painting our house, like getting last minute projects done and stuff. Then Wednesday, so this would have been the 23rd of July, I had a prenatal appointment and the previous couple prenatal appointments, they asked if I wanted like my membrane swept and things like that, but like I didn't really want to do anything. Um, But that Wednesday they checked me and I was at at three centimeters dilated and 90% effaced. So I was like really, really thankful to hear that because I actually didn't even know if I wanted to like be checked. I kind of like didn't even want to be, mm-hmm. but then I just didn't care anymore. I was kind of like sure, and like I felt like it would be nice for the midwives to know kind of where I was at. Yeah. So then when I found out I was like a three, I was like really excited and like thankful that my body was doing what it's supposed to be doing because I just didn't feel like I was gonna have a baby anytime. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was really glad that I got checked. But then I had another appointment because after 40 weeks, then you have two appointments every week. And that Friday I had an appointment, so the 25th or the 24th, actually. I had another appointment. Everything, like, looked good. I was doing the non-stress tests and stuff. And But then after that appointment, they, like, really encouraged um, acupuncture or, like, different things to, like, get my body even more ready and, like, going and like mm-hmm. and that kind of like put um that's just my baby on the floor <laughs> that kind of put like a stress there that I really wish wouldn't have been there and like I felt like wasn't necessary like I don't know what do you know like what hospitals do as far as cutoff dates for your birth I'm not sure I've heard a lot of stories of women being induced around 40 weeks or a little over but it's all it's usually always because the woman like is really ready and like wants from stories I've heard you know but you didn't feel like oh get this baby out of me you know Mm -hmm. that's why I'm curious like what a hospital would have done like some hospitals will induce at like 39 weeks which I don't like at all I would never want to do that yeah but unless I mean unless you have to if the baby's like in danger or whatever or you just feel so ready you just can't yeah you don't want to go on anymore but if you feel good and the baby's healthy then yeah I would want to go longer but yeah I don't know I would have to ask more people yeah what their experience was because at birthing centers the cutoff is two weeks or yeah up to 42 weeks and then I learned that if you have a home birth, which I was planning on that, you can go up to 16 days over. Yeah, my mom was 16 days late with me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I didn't really think about that with Ailee because we had her at home. I just remember feeling like 42 weeks, but I really would have had 44, which is nice. I mean, 42 weeks and two days. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking. Anyway. (laughs) So that's actually nice. Because it just, like, makes you less stressed out. Like, oh, I need to have this baby. Yeah, even another day is like, okay, I got another day. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but at that at that Friday, at that point, I was 10, I was nine days overdue. Um, but I, so I still had another five days to go. So yeah. that's, like, quite a bit of time. 
You're like, I'm fine, guys. Yeah, I literally was. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. But they kind of like put the stress on it that I felt yeah. like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but um, so then, so then I was like, well, what if I take castor oil on Sunday? And they're like, yeah, sure. Just like let us know if you do that. And so then that was actually going to be like my plan. If I, if Sunday came around and nothing had happened yet, I was going to, and, and I still felt like I was wanting to, I was going to take castor oil. Mm-hmm. But so Friday night, this Wait. is the real story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had a question before we even get into the real story. Um, so you did do the non-stress test. I had two non-stress tests. And like, what was that like? Cause I've never had one. So they hook you up to a monitor monitoring the baby's heart rate and then also monitoring, oh man. Do they like measure amniotic fluid like to make sure? No, um, it's only, I think it was on the placenta actually or my uterus. To make sure. My uterus I think measuring movement or just like, you know, you know. Yeah, <laughs> make sure the baby's still, like, healthy. Yeah, all the... Getting enough nutrients. Yeah, so so what they want in a non-stress test is they want three movements from the baby, and they want each movement to be, like, 15-second something. I don't remember, and I didn't really ever know. Um, so, so they give me a little clicker button, and then they strap two things up to my belly, and then every time I felt the baby move, I'd click it. And then and it was printing, like, this big, like, receipt and had the heart rate on there and the other, like, my uterus or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, my appointments were always in the morning. And my baby, like, was such a chill baby except for at night, like, right before bed. Yeah, that's similar to mine in the evening, like, when we're watching a show or something. That's when yeah. babies would go crazy. Yeah, I think that's, like, really common, too. Yeah. So, like... I would sit there and, like, I would literally not feel my baby at all, like, for 30 minutes. So the first one was an hour long. And sometimes you can get it done just like that. You know, you feel the baby three times, like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But, so I was like, this is really annoying. But they also didn't, like, the second one I liked better because um, I had, like, a different midwife. And she was like, move around, like, get that baby moving, like, try, like, lay on your side. And she was, like, helping me get it done instead of, like... The other people, like, hooked me up and, like, left. And then come back to check and, like, left. And I, like, literally almost took a nap. Like, I was, like, just laying there, like, almost sleeping. (laughs) And um, so I, the second time went faster. I think I was there for 30 minutes, which was still a while. Anyway, so that's what non-stress test is. Yeah. Just to see the movement of the baby. And then I also had an ultrasound at 40 weeks where they check your fluids. Yeah, because with Ailee, I went 11 days late, and I just didn't want to have to worry, like, to bother with any of that, like, non-stress tests mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. or, like, to get an ultrasound or anything. Oh, yeah, you never you never had any non-stress tests? No. We were going to that Friday. Like, she said, if you haven't had the baby by Friday, then, like, we'll have one on Friday. And okay. I was like, okay, even though I don't want to, but it's fine. Yeah. And then we had the baby that night, like, oh. Friday morning. Okay. So, and we had taken casserole and stuff, so. That's interesting. Because I just, like, didn't want to bother with that. I was like, I just want to have this baby and not have to... I know, that's... Those things caused a little bit of, like, me being unsettled when I had to go in for an appointment for an ultrasound. Two days later, another appointment for an ultrasound. Like, I was like, can I just, like, sit and, like, rest and just, like, wait for this baby to come? So, Friday night, the 24th of July, 
I was getting ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was thinking, wait, it wasn't on the 4th of July? Like, <laughs> but then the way you said it, it was like the 24th of July. It just sounded weird. Oh, funny. So I thought you had said it wrong, but really you said it right. You're like staring at me like... The 24th of July. You're not catching yourself? <laughs> Um, Why did you laugh? Because you laughed. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, I I laughed because I thought that you were thinking, like, I just boom got into it. Oh. But then I was like, there's nothing else to do at this point. Isn't it funny when that happens? Uh, like when we one, think different When one person laughs at one thing, and anyway. Um, yeah, so my husband and I were getting ready for bed. It was around 10, 10, 10.30, like 10.30. I was all ready for bed, and I was, like, going pee. And then I noticed, like, my mucus plug. I was, like, losing my mucus plug. <clears throat> and then also, I didn't know at the time. I had an idea, but, like, I was also losing, like, like my water had broken. But I thought it was, like, I was just peeing extra because it was, like, not very much. Just a little bit. Yeah. So then I was, like, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever. And then I peed, like, a little bit more, but then I was, like, the fluids. When I, like, stood up, there was, like, even more. So then I was, like, okay, my water definitely broke. And I was kind of keeping Daniel, like, updated, like, I think my water broke, like, oh, my water definitely broke, and then he's like, well, what do we do? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I think they want you to call them when your water breaks, but, like, I didn't want to because it was becoming real then. Mm-hmm. Like, I would actually call them. Like, did and, you like, still not feel really ready? I was, yeah. I was, I was kind of like, whoa, like, this is happening now? Like, can I stop it somehow? Like, I... Did you ever feel sadness, like, I won't have this belly anymore, like, no. the baby won't be inside me? No. All is cozy. Mm-mm. I've had that with both mine, like, the babies are so perfectly cozy inside me, and when it comes out, it's so much work. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, funny, I was, I, I actually told Dana, like, a couple times, like, wow, like, people get, like, baby blues of, like, their belly and, like, things, but I've never had that. And I don't miss my belly at all. I haven't had it after I've had the baby, but, like, oh. the week, like, before I have the baby or, like, when I know that I'm close to having the baby, then I'm, like, oh, like, I, mean, I, okay. I love having this little belly. And, okay. like, it's fun to, like, just have a baby right there, like, all perfectly yeah. safe. Yeah. You can carry it with you. <laughs> but without. I haven't had, like, baby blues after I've had the baby. Okay. I see. Yeah, I never thought that either way. Yeah. Um, before or after, but... So you didn't want to call the midwives? So I didn't want to because I didn't want to, like, accept that this was, like, happening. I needed to, like, wrap my head around it a little bit. And I was having no contractions. Like, I know that your water can break and, like, a day later or longer you might not have that baby yet. So I was like, this might not even be it. So then I was like, I really need to shower. I was like, I want to be, like, clean as possible before I have this baby because I probably won't shower for, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Day, a couple days like after so I took like a nice long shower and I blow dried my hair which I never blow dry my hair that's actually a really good idea yeah because having clean hair is just the best that was like it would make me feel better going into labor yeah like totally yeah I 100% agree with you okay because when I have dirty hair it's like I just my whole mood is down <laughs> yeah and then if somebody takes, like, pictures of you with your newborn baby, yeah. you just have, like, ratty hair. Yeah. <laughs> that was for sure what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, I'm going to feel my best possible self going into it, and then, so I don't have to worry about it afterwards, like, oh, I really need a shower. Yeah. So at 11.40, so, like, a whole hour later, is when I called, the, like, the answering services where they paid your midwife for you. And so 
um, they said you should hear from your midwife within 15 minutes and if you don't call back. So then within that 15 minutes, she called back within 10 minutes and within that 10 minutes, I had had a really small contraction that was like so short, no pain, like just, but I knew it was a contraction and I was like, okay, things might be starting. (laughs) And so then I told my midwife, my water broke and I had one like really small contraction and she told me to like go to bed and like get some rest and we'll talk in the morning and that she'd call me by noon the next day if like she hadn't heard from me. So then I was thinking, okay, like, that's kind of weird. Like, she never gave me an option of, like, if things progress, do this or call me back or whatever. She just said, like, go to bed. So then she's like, do you have any questions? I was like, well, what if things progress? (laughs) And then she's like, yeah, then call me back. So then I was like, okay. So then I, like, went to bed literally within, like, 60 seconds. Like, I had a contraction that I didn't, I, like, couldn't lay down for. Like, it just was, like, so uncomfortable. And I remember... Daniel saying something to me like I don't know if it was like should we call the midwife again or like he said something and I remember being like please do not talk to me right now because I just like I didn't want anyone talking to me and I just like needed to focus because it was just like so uncomfortable you didn't want to think about other things I couldn't I couldn't even answer to him I was just like because I knew he was gonna like ask me more things I was just like please just don't like I can't I don't know why but he couldn't and so then after that contraction was over, I went back to bed and then immediately pretty much had another one. So then I was just kind of walking around for a little while, like having these contractions. And then I asked Daniel to start timing them. And I told him I was hopping in the tub. So then I was in the tub for like an hour. And I told Daniel, I was like, I think you need to call my midwife because, oh, at first I was like, how close are these? Like, he's like, they're like three to four minutes. I was like, well, I think we need to call my midwife. So then he called her and she asked like how intense they were, like how far apart they are and how long they are lasting. But like Daniel asked me and I was just like going through a contraction. <laughs> he didn't get any answers from me, but yeah. he knew he was timing them. So he knew like how long and stuff. Yeah. But then, um, so then she came over within like 30 minutes later and, um, I was like laboring in the tub this whole time. I had my eyes closed, like, the whole time, pretty much. And so I never knew, because I had a midwife that came over and a student midwife. And so I didn't really know who was next to me, like, taking my vitals or just, like, asking me questions. I was just, like, focusing on each contraction because I felt like I wasn't getting breaks in between, Mm -hmm. like, long enough to, like, calm down and, like, look around. But Like, oh, hey, guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How many times? No. And, like, I really wanted to take vitamin C and calcium lactate to help with the pain. We talked about this in a previous episode Mm -hmm. and maybe in your birth story as well. I did do that. Okay. I don't know if it helped, but. Yeah, so that was one thing I really. worth a try. (laughs) Yeah, right? So I wanted to do that. And I took two vitamin C, but that was like all I wanted to do because I didn't want to focus on taking vitamins between contractions. Mm -hmm. Which I did not, (laughs) I like didn't want to take them too soon. I remember thinking that beforehand, like I want to take them when they start getting intense but, like, not too soon so that they don't help. Like, they wear off. Like, it yeah. works too soon, and then it doesn't work for the intense part. I don't know. That's just what I was I thinking. took it twice. Like, once oh, yeah. they started to get a little bit intense, and then um, later, when I was in the bathtub, I was like, can I have some vitamin C over here? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting sick. <laughs> yeah. No. So you took them when they were getting intense, and then again later when they weren't still intense? Well, they were, yeah. I was, like, in, in active labor in the bathtub. Okay. Okay. And I just thought about it. I was like, 
I'll take some more. <laughs> okay. That's funny. So when they came, it was around like 1, 1 a.m. So they came over at 1 a.m. And then I and then I remember getting out of the tub around 2 and then onto the bed. And then that's when they checked me shortly after I was on the bed. And I was at a 10, 10 centimeters dilated. And I was just being, I was just like blown away because I never had that transition stage of like no shakiness, no n- nausea, like no yeah, like. Yeah, like you were waiting for that. Right. Yeah. Like I was waiting for like, boom, these are really intense. Like I can't handle this. But it was from the beginning to the end, the contractions were like the same. So I was just like, what? Does that mean like I can push now? Like I was just like so weirded out. Yeah. Um, Because I hadn't had like very many urges to push yet. Like I maybe had it like twice, but like not like a strong urge, like this baby's coming. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of confused by that. But they're like, yeah, like we can, you know, it's pushing time. And I was thinking like, is this the end? Like <laughs> didn't it just start? But, yeah. um, and that was like around 2 a.m. But then I ended up, pushing for two and a half hours before the baby came and did you feel the baby like drop into the birth canal no yeah i didn't either with mine yeah is that before you go into labor or during labor or i think it's before i did feel slowly because your baby drops but it's just like some babies are lower than others and i feel like when a baby is really low you push less probably maybe because i never felt my baby that low yeah yeah because yeah, you'd think that if your baby was super low, you right. would have Because you can feel it. it. So I was just wondering, like, how low your baby was. Yeah, I didn't feel like my baby was low. I never felt like, well, my baby dropped, but I did feel like, subtly, like, I felt like my, looking at my belly, it was slowly dropping. Mm-hmm. But, um... So how close together were your pushing contractions? Like, did you get a break? I got breaks. Okay. Do you know, like, how long? And I remember, I don't know how long in seconds, but I remember um, being able to relax and, like, lay there for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, where you almost fall asleep. And then, yeah. okay, you feel one coming, and then you get back in position or whatever. And you moved around a lot. I did every single position, probably. Like, I was on the toilet, I was on the, bo- the birthing ball, I was on the bed, off the bed, hanging on the bed, like, hanging on Daniel, hanging on the midwife, like, everything. Yeah. So I did have a cervical lip. Which maybe that's the reason why it oh, took a little bit longer. I didn't think about that. Because they were like, do you want us to check if you have a cervical, a cervical lip? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then they're like, okay, it looks like you do. This next contraction, we're going to move it out of the way. And I was like, okay. And I've always heard horrible things about this. And they're like... Were you scared? Like, this I just didn't be so even painful. care. Yeah. Like, I was like... Because I've only heard <clears throat> that it's really painful. Right. And that's why I've heard so much things about birth. It's like, so painful. This is bad. This is bad. This is... Yeah. But anyways. Um, so when they were moving it, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I know this is horrible. Like, and I was just like, what? Like, what's wrong? Like, nothing. I don't hardly even feel it. Like, so that was, like, really nice. Yeah. Um, and then they told me at the end, like, when the baby was out, that she had a hand up by her head. And so that's maybe something that could have taken oh, a long time, too. yeah. Is that why she always keeps her hand by her head now? <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. she, Her hands are always by her face. She's always hitting her face, pinching her cheeks, poking her eye. Like, I'm like, kid, like, it doesn't even phase you, though. Like, yeah. it's funny. But um, I didn't feel her... I didn't feel like I was pushing anything out until the last half hour. And so that got really just exhausting and kind of like, yeah, like what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, can we change something up here? Like we, like nothing's happening. Yeah. So that was like, just like hard. I didn't feel like I wanted to 
give up really, but I just felt like we need to do something to make to progress. This, yeah. Yeah. To feel like there's actually progression. But they would just remind me like things are happening. Like it's kind of like you're taking two steps forward, one step back. I don't know. It was just really slow progression. Mm-hmm. But then the last half hour was actually pretty exciting because I felt her and I was like, okay, I know where to push now. And like, um, and they would put a towel on me to be like, this is where you push. Because maybe I was pushing more like in my anus area mm. and not my vaginal area. Interesting. And I could feel the difference Yeah. when all of a sudden, but it wasn't really like I could control it almost. It was like, okay, this pushes this in this area and this pushes in this area. I don't know. Yeah. So then... I was, like, just so excited when I felt her head coming and pushing her head out. Like, I was just like, this is great. Like, it didn't hurt for some reason, and it was just at the end, you know, of all that pushing forever. So then I birthed her head on my back. It was kind of weird because after her head came out, I didn't really have, like, another contraction where Mm. I could push the rest of her body out. It was like I was just laying there, like, relaxing. And it wasn't painful? No, it was no pain. Yeah. And I was just kind of like... Was it such a weird feeling to just have a baby, like, like halfway out? Yeah, it was weird. But it was so cool. So I remember thinking, like, that it was, like, quite a long time after I birthed her head out, like, that I didn't get another contraction to push the rest of her body out. Yeah, you think it'd be, like, right away, like, she slides out. Right. Like, once her head comes out. But then, after laying there for a little bit, all of a sudden my midwives were like, okay... Flip on your hands and knees. Like, we need to turn you around, and then you need to push this baby out. And I was just like, I can't. Like, they're like, I know you feel like you can't, but you can. Like, come on, like, let's go. And they were kind of like, really? You're like, I'm relaxed. <laughs> Finally. I was like, I have a head to yeah. <laughs> like, I can't. But but they kind of like had like rushed voices, and they're like, okay, come on, like, like get up and stuff. Like, urgent. Kind of, yeah. So I was just like, okay. So then I did. And then, like, shortly after, like, I got, like, the urge to push. And then I pushed her out, the rest of her. And I was just thinking, like, whoa, like, I did it. And, like, it's over. Like, that was my first thoughts. So did you immediately, like, lay back down on your back? Mm-mm. I was on my hands and knees still for a while. And I looked underneath my leg or, like, just behind me where she was. And I didn't know it was a she yet. But then I looked down. And I saw her, and I was just like, and I looked back up at my husband, Daniel, and I was just like, whoa, it's a girl. Like, we have a girl. I would have been shocked either way, but I think I was thinking boy a little bit more. But I also was just surprised, because then it hit me that I had never thought once during my labor, like, that we were going to find out what we're having within so many hours. Like, you know, like, I'm in labor, like, this baby's coming. So that really surprised me, because I remember thinking, like, it's going to be so exciting going into labor, being able to, like, soon find out what we're having. But no, I never thought about that. So I was just like, whoa, like we for- I forgot, like we have a girl, like it was just like funny. But, um, but then after that, then I turned around and went on my back or like laid down, kind of like propped up <laughs> and then they put her on me or I pretty, I pretty much just grabbed her like from off the bed. Cause I, cause I wanted to, she was like there. <laughs> she's yours. <laughs> yeah. She's my baby. But they right away suctioned her nose and her mouth and so then after that I like picked her up and then I remember turning to Daniel and being like we get to take care of her now like she's ours (laughs) um but so that was just like just really cool 
that part, you know, after it's over and you have your baby and it's like the best part for everyone. Yeah, so she was born at 421. She was 8 pounds, 13 ounces, and 22 inches long. Pretty sure Ily was born at 421 too. Really? I think so. I thought they were born like 10 minutes of difference. I thought I remember seeing that. No, I think it was 421. I'll have to check. Hmm, that's interesting. Check right now. I will check right now. 410. Mm. Wow, you know more than I do. Mm. That's weird. Because I'm pretty sure the other day I even told Fernando, like, that she was born at 420. Was Arlo? He was born at 458. 458, okay. That's funny. So that was your first thought? Like, wow, I did it. Yeah, that was my first thought. Like, because I remember thinking, like, that it would just be so weird to have a birth story of my own. Like, Mm -hmm. how crazy. Like, I don't know. Just to have a baby. I just never thought I was really going to have. Because I'm not a baby person ever, and so to have a baby of my own, just, like, I didn't really dream about that. I didn't, I don't know. Like, I knew I wanted children, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have that baby, like, sense of, like, I don't know. It's funny, because I don't really have that either. I'm not, like, a a huge baby person, but I have always been really excited to have my own babies. Mm -hmm. And since having my own babies, I love everything, especially uh, around pregnancy and, like, birth stories and stuff. But I still wouldn't say that I'm, like, a baby person. I mean, I like my own, but... (laughs) Right. I can definitely, like, now that I've gone through it, I'm more like you now, where it's, like, now I love, like, everything about your own birth story. Like, doing it again, being pregnant again. Like, I just didn't know how my birth was going to go. And I think that would have said a lot on how I viewed, like, it all. Yeah. And everything went so well. Like, I think it all went so well, and, like, I just didn't imagine, like, I imagine transition being unbearable, and, Mm -hmm. like, being, like, I cannot do this anymore. I imagined the cervical lip once I found out that I had one, like, okay, this is going to be torture. Mm -hmm. Like, pushing this baby's head out, like, I'm going to get the ring of fire. Like, all these things that I've heard, I just assumed I was going to have that. Yeah. So when I didn't have, like, any of that, which, like, I owe it all to God, obviously, like, it's nothing I did. Yeah. I can't, like, take the credit for that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, but I also, like, prayed about every little thing. Like, I remember praying, like, Lord, please don't let me tear. But if I do tear, help it to be minimal. Like, <laughs> like I just remember, like... Did you pray a lot during your labor? I prayed, like, during each contraction. And Daniel said as well that he prayed every contraction for me. And, and like, obviously I know God's listening. He hears our prayers, like... He can help us in any way he wants to. And so I believe that he did, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I were praying that you would have a good birth experience because with your first, especially, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. Uh-huh. And then if you have a horrible traumatic birth experience, then that just makes your next labors and pregnancies, you just kind of dread them, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But if you have a good first one, then you can go into your next ones if you have more really positive yeah and then I feel like the more positive you are and the more you prepare yourself the more you look at birth and research birth in a good way I think that you'll have a better birth story yeah I think yeah it has a lot to do with your mindset and how positive you can keep your mind because every time I'd hear like um a traumatic birth or like something something that I didn't want for my own birth like, I would go back to um, this book. I think it's called, like, The Bradley Method. 
book. Yeah. Um, and just read that because that book was so positive and like just constantly reminded you like your body's made to do this, like how important it was to like stay positive and just like it was just so encouraging that like every time after I read some of that I was like, Okay, I feel good again, like I'm excited for this, like I yeah. can do this. But every time I would like come across kind of like a story that was kind of scary or whatever, then I was filled with fear. And I knew that that wasn't a good place to be. Yeah. And I didn't want to go into my birth being fearful. You don't fearful. want to be tense. I didn't want to be tense. I wanted to look forward to going into it. Like, I didn't want to dread it. Like, okay, every day that goes by, like, I'm closer to going into, like, labor. And mm-hmm. I'm scared. Like, I didn't want that. And also just hearing stories from other women, like, that it's it's rare to hear positive things about birth. Like, I feel like you've been very positive, And there's been a couple other people that have been positive. But it's, like, kind of rare. You just... I feel like people more focus on, like, the pain of it and, like... Yeah. But you get your baby in the end, you know? Like, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, which, it's true, but, like, I didn't... I felt like there could have been more positivity around it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, people would ask me, like, are you going to take drugs? Like, what are you going to do for the pain? Things like that. But, like, I would never even thought about taking any type of drug because I'm not into drugs. <laughs> like, And I remember thinking, like... People give birth every single day and survive it. And so I was, my mentality was like, if I survive this, that's good enough. Like I didn't, even if it was so painful, like I just, you get through it. It's like, yeah, if you get through it, that's great. Like, you know, so I don't know. That was kind of my mindset. I just love that we live in this day and age where we have so many options. We can birth at a hospital with an epidural. We can birth at a birth center or, um, Mm -hmm have a home birth like we can choose natural methods to relieve pain you know yeah and yeah. natural methods to induce um i just love that we have all those options and access to all information yeah and, yeah all the information yeah growing up i don't feel like my mom was ever really negative around birth and that's probably what really helped me to not be neg- like know that it's a natural thing mm-hmm. and my sisters weren't really negative about it either and they've had like some pretty crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> birth stories mm-hmm. Um, pretty traumatic but they just learned through them and learned what to better do next time you know yeah. and my mom would say because I remember thinking as a little girl like how can anybody have a baby like it just sounds so painful yeah like, that was the same like it's like I always thought like like you know movies and things like make it out to seem like this is the worst pain in the world yeah but my mom would say that it's painful but it's like a progressive pain like you just you just feel like you're making progress, like you're just getting through it. It's not like anything you cannot bear, which, mm-hmm. I don't know, some situations, there are th- unforeseen things that happen. My experience, I don't even know if I could call it painful. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, it's not like an ouch pain. It's just yeah. like, a, this is really intense, but yeah. we're going to, like, get through it, you know? It's, like, uncomfortable and intense, yeah. where you just, you, like, I feel like, for me, I just want to, like, keep moving to kind of, like, get comfortable yeah and then yeah it was just like that intense feeling that comes upon you and just like it's just pressure and just like Mm -hmm. but i just i never felt like like somebody or like pricking you with a needle like that's like like a splinter hurts more than labor (laughs) in my like in my case like it's just so different it's so different Mm -hmm. i'm very very thankful for how everything went down yeah with my birth and labor and thank you for praying for me you're welcome (laughs) and yeah I am definitely, like, I remember thinking, like, after I had Indy, like, wow, I could do this again. And that's another thing that I prayed for. It was, like, 
Lord, like, let me not be traumatized. Like, let me look forward to my next um, labor if I'm blessed with another child, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that, like, immediately after. And so, like, that was another answer to prayers. Yeah. Well, I can hear my baby crying in the other room. <laughs> so we need to get going. We need to wrap it up. If you guys want to follow along with us and get episode updates, you can follow our Instagram. It Our handle is at Simply Wild Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.